whenever you're listening to this and welcome to time to wind down i'm your host jeff hall as you would expect it to be and uh with me tonight i have another awesome uh podcaster her name is jenna heideman she's the host of the inside the noise podcast and uh do me a favor in your car or in your wherever you're listening to this let's welcome jenna to the podcast jenna welcome Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how well my shows usually go. It's, it's just that was like, a great intro. That yeah, yeah, really yeah. It's, 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 it's very <laughs> on the fly, I, you know. Um, usually I get awkward, and I'll make the guests introduce themselves because I get nervous to say their name. Oh, yeah. So I'll, like, throw it to them. <laughs> yep. And you are. Well, see, I always do that with Patrick on my other podcast. I go, and with me, as always, is my co-host. And I just wait, and then he wait for him. And he knows it's coming, but yet still catches him off guard. <laughs> Whether it's in studio or not, it's, it's just funny. I'm like, bro, we do this every week. <laughs> this happens every single week. Sometimes I make, you know, I say something silly, and I think it catches him off, too. <laughs> so... Welcome. Thank you for joining me tonight. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Thank you for having me. Um, So, uh, for real, you know, let's go ahead and start off the bat. Um, What our listeners know um, about your podcast and um, your format and what all you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So, the podcast is called Inside the Noise with a Z. Um, We are part of the music industry podcasters, kind of focusing more on Texas and Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Texas country music and the whole cowboy culture. So a lot of our guests are from Texas. Okay, cool. Um, but we focus mostly on songwriters, artists, and creatives in Nashville too. And kind okay. of get their stories behind the songs and their creative processes. Okay, awesome. Are you from Texas? No, I'm from Illinois. Illinois. But I have everyone stumped and they all think I'm from Texas now. <laughs> There you go. Just get that twang on. You'll be all right. <laughs> boots, I wear a hat sometimes. Yeah, just walk in with a Whataburger bag and you'll be all right. You know, everybody yeah. else think that. Tell them I love Bucky's and Whataburger. Yes. That's all you need to know. I fit right uh, in. Yeah. What part of Illinois are you from? Like Champaign, so Central. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife's from, she claims Chicago. And I tell people this all the time. She claims Chicago. But she claims Chicago like Dixon claims Nashville. Okay. So, where's she from? She's from Calumet City, Indiana. Okay. Cal City. She's okay. so south, like Indiana, Illinois border, south part of yeah. Illinois. Okay. So, or I guess not really south. Northest part, I guess, of Indiana, mm-hmm. Illinois border. It's a 40 minute train ride from, uh, from her train stop to um, downtown Chicago. Like, get off at okay. Center. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, it's a 40-minute train run. That's why I say, you know, Dixon, because it's about 40 minutes from Nashville. Yeah. It's like a, so, but she claims, I go, how, you don't get to vote. I Your mean, license plates are Indiana plates. <laughs> I true. I claim Champagne because I'm from a really small town. Right. In between Champagne and Kankakee of like 500 people. Yeah. So no one knows where that's at. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, that works. Um, I think I might have mentioned this to you when we were first connecting to do this that 
I actually grew up in, I grew up seven years for, I lived seven years from the time I was basically, uh, we'll just say first through seventh grade. I spent in uh, Texas. Little, little suburb of Dallas called Duncanville. It is, I mean, it's not very big, but it's, uh, I mean, it's a suburb of Dallas. It's kind of by DeSoto, kind of hidden more west um, of Dallas. And um, so most of my growing up was in the early to, well, I guess, 84 to 91. So mid 80s to early, very early 90s. And then we moved to Missouri. Okay. So, did, you, did you listen or grow up on any Texas music? No. So here's the funny thing. Um, my mom was big on oldies and show tunes because okay. my mom was my mom was a musical theater major in college. So show tunes on LPs at the house, the oldies in the car. <laughs> it's, okay. it's kind of funny. Um, but we watched Dallas. I mean, we went to the, we went to the, went to the ranch and everything, took the tour. Yeah. We <laughs> I mean, did all that. Um, but yeah, uh, we, but really music wise, not, I mean, unless it was like playing in a restaurant, not really. Cause not my really? No, cause my mom and my dad, neither one are, um, country music people. My dad actually got transferred to Dallas, um, from Kansas city. So okay. they were Kansas City's big on the Texas music too. Yeah. And especially now and, mm-hmm. but you know, early is not as, not as much because okay. it wasn't really as popular then. Um, so I grew up more on oldies in like the first, I could think of the first few concerts I went to were beach boys concerts. So cause you, when you're kids, you know, there's not really a whole lot and that's good, wholesome, you know, family music that you can. Yeah. When I think of, Beach Boys, I think of the Full House episode that they're on. Yep, exactly. And I had that on tape, and I rewatched <laughs> it over and over. And I could think of one trip from Kansas City to Dallas that we wore out the Kokomo single. Oh, my gosh. But my mom didn't say no. So your parents probably hated that song after that. <laughs> no, my mom actually didn't mind it and still actually is the one that brings it up every now and then. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually forgot about all that. But I guess you're right. Um, oh, man. I actually had not been, I went, when we, after we moved, I hadn't been back to Dallas since 96. And that was, uh, my high, year I graduated high school. And, um, so for my senior trip or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I went back to watch some of my friends that I used to grow up with, watch them graduate. So, okay. yeah. And then yeah. since then, the I'm airports, the, the airports, the only thing I know connecting flights. Oh, uh, man. 2010 connecting flight and it was in the middle of the night so everything was closed mm-hmm. um and then this past december i was coming back from a trip and i stopped i, w- I had a way over about an hour just barely an hour away or right at an hour way over in dallas and i did a hunt down for a search for whataburger and they have they, one they have in one the, in the east concourse you have to it, you almost need a google map or some sort of treasure map to try and find it because I think I was on Concourse C, so I had to drive the little tram thing around like mm-hmm. eight stops. But I was determined, and I've never, and I'm not a runner or even remotely in any sort of kind of shape. But I am hauling butt, walking about as good of a mall walk as I can get to try and find this place. And uh, I did, and it was the first time I'd had Whataburger in 25 years. What's your Whataburger order? Uh. I think I got the double with like bacon or something like that. Okay. Double bacon, only like ketchup because I'm like I'm fair. I'm a simple person. I'm simple. I like ketchup okay. and then and then ketchup and then bacon and that's really about it. 
Okay. I like and the one with jalapenos and cheddar cheese. There you go. And I got uh, and I got a shake, of course, because I'm not gonna get a shake. I have a funny story about those milkshakes. I went yeah. on a road trip once to Texas and brought one of my friends from Nashville. And we drove and we stopped in like Dallas, Fort Worth, we went to Green Hall, we went to New Braunfels, then we went to San Antonio and back. And we got Whataburger every single night almost. And we got milkshakes and we thought they were gross. Yeah. <laughs> but every night we're like, might as well do it. It's might a dollar. Well yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> so you might as well just do it. I um, think we tried every flavor and we're just That's funny. <laughs> it might have just been, I don't know what we were, we were thinking, but we never really enjoyed it. Right. Well, and for me, I think it was, I probably enjoyed the milkshake more from for nostalgia reasons. Yeah. Um, but I wolfed down that burger and was ready to go back. And like, I looked at my watch, see if I had enough time to go back and get another one. I, I didn't. Went, I just went through Dallas airport Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. After that weekend. And okay. I got Whataburger and stocked up on spicy ketchup and brought it back home. Yep. There you go. <laughs> um, in my terminal where I was uh, flying out to come back to Nashville, there was a Garrett's popcorn stand oh, right there. That's a Chicago thing too. It is, which is why I had to find a way to get, get it back. <laughs> and shove it in my carry-on bag to put it. I made it work. I made it work. I don't know how. I still to this day have not figured out how I made it work, but I made it work and we brought and I brought it back and I was a hero to my wife for bringing it. That, that is really good. It is. It's I, I'm still surprised. I mean, so everybody was happy. I got my Whataburger, she got her popcorn. And Perfect. the kids got stuffed animals from the trip. So <laughs> everyone won. Exactly. So what drew you to what drew you to this? Like to like Texas country, like specifically. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I look back now, and my first internship in Nashville. I went to school at Belmont. Okay. Yeah. I went for music business and marketing. Mm -hmm. and my first internship was actually with a management company who had an office in Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. And one here in Nashville. So my first trip to Texas was actually after that internship, they flew me down to a Whiskey Meyer show at Green Hall. Okay. So I went down to Texas. That was my first trip there. And the owner of that company, I thought it was crazy at the time, but he's like, mm -hmm. I have to take you to this gas station and get Whataburger. And I'm like, cool, you're going to take me to a gas station and get fast food. <laughs> <laughs> okay sounds like a fun time yeah. he was so excited and it was the best trip right awesome i was like this is actually so great yeah and austin yeah. cool, austin's a cool place too especially for music mm -hmm. uh, but and then it gets crazy in spring for south by but i mean yeah i haven't been to south by yet i still want to go and not even for the music but more for the comedy and the movies yeah <laughs> it's, oh it's yeah great. Has a little bit of everything. Everybody is, yeah, because everybody's there. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, I would, I, would, I would have a hard time. It would be like the entire trip would be a Sophie's choice of, of decisions of what I, of what I would want to go do. But, um, but yeah, Austin's just fantastic. Um, took a couple of trips to San Antonio because we used to go Memorial Day weekend. We would drive down from Dallas to Galveston and okay. then spend Memorial Day weekend at the beach in Galveston. And uh, we took, I remember one year we took this, we took this long, we got, took this tram ride that took, uh, took you on a tour of Galveston. Wasn't. And you thought it would be like an, you know, you thought maybe an hour. It was two and a half hours and we were ready to get off that thing. Like after an hour, like it, like, I think it was, I think it was over an hour, but at an hour we were so done. We were like, we were, mm -hmm. we were, my mom was like, get us off of this thing. 
So we finally found a stop that we were able to get off at. And we were bailing. We, and, and honestly, I think we took a taxi back, if I remember correctly, oh. to our hotel, because we're like, we're so done, never again. So it's, but that's kind of one of those funny things. So. Yeah. And I remember one one year we went to like every novelty stop or every novelty like t-shirt store mm-hmm. on the, like the strip by the beach trying to find me and my brother a Spuds McKenzie t-shirt <laughs> dating us but it's but it, it was the late 80s and that was the you know those commercials were super popular and kind of funny yeah and they actually didn't make them in kid sizes but he had we were having a hard time finding ones that obviously didn't have the Bud Light logo or anything like that <laughs> we eventually found one but then of course I you know I'm all excited about trying to wear this to school and they're like well, even though it has no beer anything on it but it's just because the dog's associated with it and so on and it was one of those i had to wear my shirt inside out and oh yeah then told him don't wear that shirt yeah. to school <laughs> but um that's crazy so what is uh so did you stay in austin or did you stay here or did I you stay here okay i went down to austin and then i came back to nashville and I've worked in the music industry since I graduated. But right now I work with Texas artists and I love that Texas scene. Yeah. And it was actually an ex-boyfriend who was from Texas who really got me into the Texas music. Right. I mean, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's like, I mean, it's okay to brag about an ex if it's something positive. <laughs> like, that was worth it. He introduced me to all these Texas people. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I can't hate you too much. <laughs> like, I'm basically from Texas now too. It's cool. Exactly. It's like a second home and that's okay. I mean. It's, it's funny because I go there a lot. And then if I meet someone new, they're always like, oh, are you going to go home to Texas this weekend? I'm like, mm, it's not home, but. <laughs> it's not home home, but it's. But I'm going there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's my, ado- I guess adopted home. It's a timeshare is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a home but you go and visit quite a bit so I go, I go quite often yeah yeah it's like a second home so basically home <laughs> <laughs> so um so let's talk about your podcast um inside the noise um what do listeners know what all you like what's the format what you guys talk about um yeah so like, yeah i mean i guess it kind of changes with each guest but mm-hmm. um I try to pick a song of theirs that somehow relates to me and I'm able to like tell them how it impacted me or like what I felt when I heard it. Yeah. Um, but we always start off with just some like light conversation. Right. We do like a make some noise, stop that noise, like a good week, bad week. Okay. Something good that happens, something bad that happened. And then we just kind of go into their songs and they'll play two or three songs for us. And we'll just talk about their writing process, maybe the marketing behind it, their creatives. If they have a music right. video, like what went into making that. Right. And then we, we always do off the record confessions at the end, but they're really on the record. So we always right. confess something like weird or embarrassing. Okay. That's in the episode I was too. I'm trying to remember who it was because it's been a couple of weeks. Um, but I really enjoyed how, you know, that format kind of just, you know, it's, there's serious questions, but there's also like not so serious. It's a healthy mix. Yeah. Uh, you know, that way it's not so like heavy. It's still right. relaxing and still comfortable for the guests. Yeah. Find that, and I, and I enjoyed that part of it, or that, that kind of format, and find that to be um, very welcoming, not only for the artist, but also for the listener, too. 
Yeah, I don't really ever want it to be like their typical like standard interview that they do with every other outlet or like right. their Q and A. So it's I'd rather be more like open and just kind of like. You want it to be fun. You say, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we drink on it. Sometimes we. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I mean, hey, cheers. Sometimes we go for we... drinks after because we become friends during it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the best part. <laughs> it's like that's oh. that's the best part. It's when you become friends with people you've interviewed. And you're like. Honestly, it's been one of the best parts of it is I've met so many people that like maybe we've crossed paths out at Red Door or maybe we've yeah. seen each other in Midtown. But now that we've had a conversation, we hung out, now we like can hang out more. It's more comfortable to approach each other. Yeah. that's And I like that too because, I mean, that's kind of, kind of getting into one of the questions I was going to ask you. It's like, you know, one of the things you've noticed since you've gotten into podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, and that's kind of that way for me too, is that if I hadn't gotten into this, I wouldn't have met near the amount of people that oh, are sure. worried about, or worried about, I mean, like, I like country, but I don't, I don't like, I like country because I moved here 10 years ago and it's kind of, <laughs> you just, I mean, it just happens. Like I, I liked it a little bit in like the mid to, I guess, mid nineties. Okay. I don't like high school. I had a couple of friends that listened to country. So mm-hmm. I listened because they listened. Um, and that was really bad. I didn't listen because I, that was what I listened to. I just listened because they did. They had and then they kind of, and it started that way too. Um, when we moved here, I just didn't listen because it was something I was interested in. I didn't listen because, you know, all these people live here and that's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. So I started listening. I'm like, kind of started finding artists. I didn't, liked more than others that were similar to what I kind of listened to already. Mm-hmm. Who are some and of your kinda, favorites? Um, so, gosh. Um, <laughs> Throw, throwing a question at you. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take them. I ain't scared. <laughs> um, I like Luke Bryan. Um, okay. Wait again, still one of my favorites of his. Um, when my yeah. son was like two or three, that was one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. so we would just rock out to that song in the car <laughs> and he would want to then he would be like play it again i go yeah that's the name of the song he's like no daddy play it again I go, yeah that's what it's i said yeah that's what's gonna just start this whole routine um and then i <laughs> because i'm that kind because of, i'm such a great parent um i tried to teach him um country girls shake it for me oh my gosh so he would start singing it at preschool and to other teachers because i'm like again because i'm that parent that you know (laughs) because i think it's funny i think it'd be hilarious whereas others be like oh my god why would you want that kid doing that that's like because it's funny um i like miranda lambert a lot um because there's just so much sass in her singing Mm -hmm. and just so much attitude i don't know i just really i i really enjoy it and they're and they're fun. They're just a lot of fun. Um, I like Lady A. Um, a lot of their ballads. I think I like their ballads more than I like their yeah. more upbeat, upbeat songs. Which is weird because usually I'm like the other way around with artists. I usually oh, I'm a sucker for a sad song all yeah. day long. But it kind of it just depends, I guess. And I think it's but like I love their ballads. I think uh, was it on my own or. So that album with Need You Now, that entire album is, that's my favorite. 
Um, and uh, let's see, I'm trying to think who, who else. I like Dirks. Dirks is good. Mm, he's one of my favorites. He's, he's one of my, my favorites. But oddly enough, his my favorite album isn't like his his like you know more country rock. It's his uh, like On the Ridge is my favorite album, which is Ooh, more bluegrass. Yes, it's it more, is. It's more bluegrassy, but that's the one I enjoyed the most. And I think as far as like just artists, I kind of like Dirks because because um, he's not from because he's from the freaking northeast it's from like connecticut i think he's from arizona <laughs> is he okay maybe it was one school in connecticut i don't know but i know he went but i know he like uh because all his buddies were like hockey were like big into hockey okay. and he liked hockey too but he wanted to try karaoke and start singing and it was more of a more of a dare mm-hmm. so he went up and did it and he was actually decent at it so then it's like, maybe I could do something with him. That's how he started singing, but he still played hockey. I found out that about this from an ESPN interview from like almost 20, easily almost 18 years ago, 15, 18 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, he was like, like he was popular, but he wasn't like, like he is now. Right. Like he still had the long hair thing going on. Really mm-hmm. long um, hair. Yeah. So he still had that going on. I'm like, I was like, you know what? I kind of like this guy. I didn't know anything about his music at the time. So I kind of like this guy, and then I started listening. It's like, yeah, I like pretty that. good. Yeah, um, yeah, he and he's a pretty cool dude. So you know, I'm good with that too. Um, but like, I'm not big on like old country. Okay. I'm just, uh, it's just not my thing. I respect the hell out of it, but it's just not for. I mean, it's not okay. something I enjoy listening to. But I definitely appreciate, you know, everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it uh it was just kind of those things when you move to Nashville and you just kind of you get I don't want to say sucked into it but I mean it's a part of the city it's kind of hard yeah it's hard not hard. to yeah just like I mean and the funny thing is I think when I moved here I knew more about Nashville also being more of like the home for like um I guess they call it inspirational music now but I, I grew up knowing it as Christian music and mm-hmm. like a lot of it's in Franklin and all that. And I kind of knew that I think more moving in than I did anything else. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, Cause when I was younger, I listened to a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I found it interesting now that I've noticed that there are some influences in some country music that crossover. Sounds, yeah. Crossover in the sounds, not maybe it's obviously not the lyrics, but the sounds like, the, I don't know, the guitars and keyboards sound so similar and just to that 90s era christian music that i'd listened to growing up and i just find it in, i find it interesting not really humor but i find it interesting and really out of all those groups about the only one i still listen to is uh jars of clay i think okay i haven't put out an album in years but they wow. did a uh, they did a live uh album release party at grimy's uh okay. when you know they're for the last one so my son was only like two I didn't even think it was three, but he went with us and we went and watched it and talked to them. I'm like, so not to make either one of us feel old, <laughs> but I but, saw you guys, but I went, I remember, so the first time I saw you guys was in Kansas City. You guys were opening for Michael W. Smith. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, that has been a very long time. I go, I know. I said, yeah, I still got the shirt somewhere. I think it's in the tub, you know, <laughs> the, at, you know, hidden, but I still got the shirt somewhere. So, <laughs> like, yeah. 
I interned out in Franklin for a while for Skillet. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, on the Christians, they're very rock, too. So yes, they're, they're, it's almost secular, but not right, not quite there yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, just, I find that interesting. Um, so I do have some kind of silly, we'll get into some of my silly questions here and then. Okay. <laughs> and if you feel like you have one for me, you're more than welcome to ask. Uh, okay. Just because you're on the show does not mean you're not a lot of that's fine again i'm not scared um so as i told you before i kind of came up with it and i tell all my guests i come up with these questions one day just randomly thinking about things um mm-hmm. usually i just something to pop in my head I'm like, oh, okay um what is the skill you would like to learn that you don't obviously that you a skill that you have not learned, but you would like to learn. So something you would like to learn how to do, more or less. I would love to learn how to play the guitar. I'm not musically talented at all. I work in this industry and I'm not talented at all. Okay. <laughs> the, like acoustic, electric, bass, general? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song, everybody? So I'm actually terrified of public speaking and getting in front of people. Um, I don't know how I have a podcast sometimes. We did a live podcast once. Uh-huh. And I was so awkward. Uh, one of the guys I work with went next door. It was during CMA Fest. We had it at a coffee oh, shop. Yeah. And he went next door to Tin Roof and got me one of those giant Tin Roof cups of vodka uh-huh. water and told me to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you'll be less awkward. Please drink. I said, it was like 10 a.m. I'm like, yeah. you're going to have to take care of me the rest of the day. But I've seen, I've sang karaoke twice, and okay. I think it's been Dixie Chicks both times. Okay. Nice, nice. Good but choice. Ter- terrified of being in front of people. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I wouldn't know what it's like. I haven't been terrified of being in front of people talking in I don't remember how long. It just always is. I've just, I don't know, just I've never cared about what other people thought, so therefore it makes it a lot easier. Uh-huh. That and I'm so used to making a fool of myself that I it's second nature. I don't know when the fear started, but we used to have speeches in high school and I had a class of eleven kids that I knew since kindergarten. All of right. a sudden one day I got in front and I was just I started crying. Oh wow. But I teach I teach kickboxing in Nashville too. So okay. I can teach I can go and teach a class of thirty people right. in front of people doing that. But if you told me to like give a speech, mm, well, that's because that's something you have to prepare for. It's not something. It's not something that just is like, all right, we're gonna go kick some ass here. Uh, <laughs> True. Here's what we do. So it's it's a different kind of setting because you know, getting in front, doing the speech, you know, you, it's all like more professional. Whereas kickboxing is just so laid back and just you know, yeah, just hurting people or hurting pads. So yeah, just it's whatever you know. So it's a lot more laid back. So it's I mean, it just really does depend. So no, I get it. Completely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I I still ramble on about things I don't know anything about. <laughs> like I I don't know why. It's just I'll make shit up if I have to, but I won't. <laughs> You'll just be there talking. People are probably like, you know, everything. Me, they'll my when my time's up, they'll be like, "What did he just say?" And they'll be like, "I don't know. I tuned him out after two minutes." And I'm like, "I did my job." <laughs> I fulfilled the allotted time. That's always asked of me. <laughs> Go about your day. You're welcome. Um, what is something most kids learn, but you'd have not or did not? Like most kids learn how to ride a bike. 
most kids learn how to swim. Not everybody knows how to do either one. I can do both of those. Um, I don't know. And see, the origin of this question came because my nine-year-old still has not learned how to ride a bike without training wheels. So my nine-year-old brother also mm-hmm. struggled with that. And he finally learned, I think, on his eighth birthday last year. Okay. But it took him. He, there, he has a twin sister, and she could mm-hmm. ride a bike without training wheels way before him. My five-year-old's about to beat him. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's going to. My little brother just isn't the most. He just didn't really care. Yeah. So, like, he just didn't care. But he, he finally learned how. But I don't know what I didn't learn as a kid. And if not, I mean, there may not be anything. I guess I should say, if anything. We're pretty really active. So, okay, cool. Awesome. Um, what was the last thing that you recommended to somebody, whether a book, TV, movie, music? Ooh, Yellowstone, the TV show. TV show? Okay. Awesome. Have you watched Yellowstone? No. It's all about it's ranching and <laughs> it's like out in Wyoming. Okay. It has really good country music in it. Ryan okay. Bingham, he's from Texas, is actually an actor in it and all of his music is in it too. Hey, there you go. I highly recommend it. <laughs> okay, awesome. There you go, people. Yellowstone. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What was the last thing that was recommended to you? Hmm. Any of the aforementioned categories? <laughs> Let me think. I don't know. Like, I just went to dinner tonight. What did they tell me to watch or listen to? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, you can think on that one. Right. What that, what that one's do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one question you wish people would ask you? Because everybody has a, you know, everybody's like. If you want an example, I'm not going to give you one because that's kind of... Yeah, give me an example. Um, No, I'm a pretty quiet person, so I don't really want people to ask me much. Right. And I mean, that could be the case, too, because there are... I mean, because, you know, I guess if if you're more introverted, you you probably would be less apt to want anybody to talk to you, much less ask you questions. (laughs) I think I'm the weird, like... I'm not that introverted, but I yeah. am a, I'm more of a quiet, right. like I take things in and then I, do, do you know about the Enneagram? The what? The Enneagram? No. That's what I'll say. I wish people would ask me my Enneagram number. Okay. <laughs> so it's like this personality test and you get a number. You should go take it and then have an Enneagram expert on your podcast. Um. <laughs> I'm writing this down. I'm gonna may have, I may have to ask you to spell it. It's like E N N N E uh, E A Graham, um, but I'm a seven. So as a seven, you're like an enthusiast, but you also like don't like talking. Like you have to process before you. Oh react. yeah. So, like I have to like go process everything, and then I can react. So I'm more quiet right. in the moment. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. Okay, <laughs> this one might be a little bit easier. What's one question you wish people would stop asking you? Oh, so I work in the See, music. That's a lot easier, isn't it? Yeah, so it's really easy because I've been in Nashville for a while, and when you go out and like you work in the music industry, it's always, "Hey, what do you do?" And if they they're not interested with what you do, they kind of walk away. So annoying. 
So I don't ever ask anyone what they do anymore because I hate being asked what I do. Right. Because they're like, well, <laughs> do you really want to know or do you, are you just trying to be polite? Right. I'm just like, oh, I used to work in uh, business management, so I dealt with money. Yeah. And when I oh, said okay. that, people would be like, oh, <laughs> you can't help me. I'm not going to talk to you. Still could be fascinating, though. You don't know. Because right, cool. like people, everybody has stories is what I've learned. Everybody has stories. There's always like I bet you could think of at least one good story from business management. Oh, for sure. There's some go good ones. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. It's all confidential. <laughs> Ain't that about a bitch. All right. <laughs> I, I can tell you, but uh, I'd have to kill you. But, uh, but uh, just all you need to know is that it's amazing. <laughs> really fun. It's hilarious. So, okay. Um, no, so you kind of, and I didn't want to kind of overshadow this, but you did bring up that you teach kickboxing. I do. What got you into that? So I actually, I've always been an athlete in high school. And then I came to Nashville and I kind of needed somewhere to join and what to do. And me and another intern at the time, we're going to go to this hot box class together. So okay. it's actually like hot instead of hot yoga, it's hot kickboxing. Okay. Is and it like in the steam room? Like was, <laughs> was that particular? Yeah, it's in a heated room. So it's like oh, eight wow. degrees, nine degrees. Oh my God. And we went, or she didn't show up that morning, and I went alone. And I was so scared, but okay. I loved it. I walked out and signed up right away. It's like a nine-month membership. Okay. So I signed up for this membership, and later that year, I quit my job, and I went on the road and worked music festivals for a summer. Okay. And I came back to Nashville, and I had no job. And I was like, well, shoot, I could probably teach kickboxing. Yeah. In the transition, I could probably just teach kickboxing. Okay. So I did. <laughs> and, you've been do and how long have you been doing that now? Four years. Four years? Mm -hmm. Wow. It's just, That's amazing. Yeah. For a while, I, do, I did a ton of teaching, and now it's just like once a week, or I just kind of pick up when I want. Whenever which is you nice. can. Okay. I still love doing it, and I love teaching it, but my schedule is just a little more crazy now. Yeah, because, you know, you have responsibilities and such. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not my full-time job anymore. Right. Right. It's like, ah. Uh, um, so what did you play in high school when you said you played basketball, volleyball, and softball? Okay. Um, small town, you have to play all the sports. <laughs> that's, tr that's a valid point. That is a valid point. <laughs> um, did you have a favorite one that you enjoyed more than the others? I, like if you're, I was about to say, about to say like, if you're, like, I was about to say, like, if you were offered a scholarship to go play somewhere, which sport would it be? I almost went and played softball, but I didn't. You did. <laughs> but I what, loved basketball too. Like I was basketball. Me and this other girl Taylor, I went to school with. We were like known as like good. Like we were, we were the ones to watch out for. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah, because I mean, should have done. Yeah. Did you? Did you try out at Belmont when you were there? No, I, I think I actually could have. They had open tryouts for softball. I probably could have yeah. made the team. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, because they've got both good softball and basketball teams. So Yeah, they are D1. Definitely wouldn't have made the D1 basketball team, but I think I maybe could have been part of the softball team. <laughs> I don't know. You <laughs> maybe the – I was – I hate to admit this. Uh-huh. At Belmont, like, I enjoyed my time there, but, like, trying to find more people who are, like, athletic and 
like everyone there is very creative and musical. That's true. Yeah. And I really like, I've always had athlete friends or people who like to work out. So I joined what they called the diamond girls. Okay. And we went to the baseball games and sat in the dugout with the boys and went and got their foul balls and bats. <laughs> oh, so you're a bet person. Bet, bet and you had to wear a little track suit and it was kind of embarrassing. So it almost looked like you're like a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, they've also made you sit in the opposing team dugouts. Okay. And I went to community college my first year and I was friends with a lot of the baseball boys and some of them went to go play D1 and they were being the dugout and they'd be like is that you <laughs> i'd be like yes i'm a bat girl <laughs> that's hilarious i do need some nice girls doing that though okay. that like sports and like yeah that world okay that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i didn't play sports in high school I, did, I was in the marching band i was one of those nerds okay i was, um, in I was not very good i was in percussion but i wasn't like the marching part I was also in percussion, and I got demoted to cowbell and tambourine by my senior year. Sweet. That's exactly kind of the auxiliary percussion is what we played, or what I played. Like, I didn't – like, it wasn't that I was lazy enough to march. It was just I didn't – I wasn't good enough to play snare or bass. So, mm-hmm. they pretty much put me in the auxiliary percussion where we didn't have to march. I'm like, you mean I'll have to walk around and try and – bro, I'm all – yeah. <laughs> yeah, all I got to do is stand and play. Sign me up. I'm there. Give me the try. I did, yep. I did uh, three years of that. Fourth year, I hated the music so bad. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Went and did a semester of journalism. And then I, my last uh, semester, my senior year, I did like, I don't even remember. But I, but yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. After three years, I'm good. My brother did marching band and played soccer. Okay. He uh, went to college on soccer scholarship, did all that and uh teaches now and uh coach he now teaches elementary school well depending on what year depending on like i think fourth grade was the last year he taught um but he also teaches the high school soccer or not teaches coaches the high school soccer team so soccer is the one sport i tried in like third grade and i was bad at i played off and on Um, (laughs) like our high school didn't have a team because there wasn't enough kids anyway so didn't really matter. I hate to run. So it's I'm a terrible <laughs> I just, runner. I hate I hate to run. I'd played indoor soccer one year just to just to try it out because it looked like fun. I mean my brother played it all the time. So instead of watching it, I tried playing it one year. I was just I've never been so miserable in my entire life <laughs> than I ever was when I played indoor soccer. Oh my and gosh. all I wanted to do is just sit in the just go to the go to the bench so I can catch a breath. I try out of bounds, so there's no stop in play. It's like it's just constant running, and I'm like, why do I hate myself so much? <laughs> I tried to get involved. Our church put out this post that like they were looking for soccer coaches, and I'm like, I love, I would love to be a coach. I'll give it a try. I coached eight under soccer two years in a row, and I knew nothing about soccer, so I would just have the kids run the entire practice. That's <laughs> That sounds about right. I'm surprised that we came back for a second year because the first year I was like, these kids know nothing about soccer. <laughs> they, I just made them run all, all, all day. I bet their parents still appreciate it because it made them tired when they got home. They were like, yep, just keep them running. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I coached our 
many years ago. Yeah. About 12 years, almost 12 years ago, I coached our church uh, softball. Well, we had, first we just had regular softball, then uh, one year we did co-ed. Um, okay. And like, I'm all for co-ed, mm-hmm. but the uh, the girls that we would always get to come play for, play with us were always flaky on whether or not they were going to make it to the game or not. Yeah. So it just, you know, it just made it hard for us to actually have enough people to play a game. Yeah. <clears throat> I've subbed on some co-ed teams, and I will say that when there are some guys, like cause there has to be like two girls in the infield, and those guys at bat just want to rip it towards the girls. And I'm, I'm not as, like, fearless as I used to be. It's like, if right. the ball hits me in the face, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just like, I, I, and I took it because I, I, you know, because I played, I coached, I'd figure out lineups beforehand, make sure everybody got a fair, all the, you know, and got to play where they wanted to play. And if, if they were at somewhere they didn't want to, that they got rotated, you know, try and make it fair. But then all of that, like I would almost stress about it for because I do like a t- couple days in advance, and yeah. then you know I'd get there, have the roster ready, and then somebody wouldn't show. So then everything gets screwed up and gets moved around. I'm like, and then I would pace in the dugout, <laughs> <laughs> like I would just pay because I took it far too seriously because it's just a church softball game. It's yeah, <laughs> not that big of a deal. But yet. Uh, and I'm not competitive. Like I'm not that competitive. You're competitive though, like you're pacing in the dugout. <laughs> I was then. I'm not. I'm definitely not now. Now I'm like, yeah, fuck, I don't care if we win or not. Just, <laughs> it's. I was like, did I have fun? All right, that's on the mic. Oh. All right, good. You know, so I tried to tell my son that I'm like, well, did you have fun? We didn't win. Like especially when, on those video games. Uh, we didn't win. We got well. I'm like, but did you have fun? Yes. That's oh. like, bro. That's all that matters. I said, you'll get better practice. You'll get better. You'll be all right. My little brother is like, he's just so sweet. He started wrestling this year. Uh-huh. And I think at their competition, there was only four boys in his age and like weight class. I don't know much yeah. about wrestling, but um, they had like first or fourth place. So he got a, he got a medal or whatever. And he's like, I yeah. think I got this. That was a good sport. I wasn't very good, but I was a good sport. <laughs> but that was a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least you know you didn't win. Like Yeah, but at least you know that, you know. He's like, but I was I was good to the other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there you go, man. That's that's a good way to look at it. And like in knowing that he knew that they kind of just gave it to him, but he knew but he knew that he you know, it, was, it was kind of a BS you know, trophy or whatever, but he was like, Oh, I got pinned every time, but <laughs> But hey, I was polite about it, so. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, gosh, but that's awesome though, because, I mean, it's good to teach things like that, and for him to be aware enough to know that. Like yeah. But if he keeps practicing, he'll be all right. What you got to do is teach him some kickboxing moves, and then mix the wrestling <laughs> with kickboxing, and then he can do okay. a little junior MMA. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, mercy. But I bet he would have fun with it, though. Um, trying to think of what else. Uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Any questions for me while I'm trying to remember what I was going to talk about? Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> oh, see, I put you on the spot for a change. Uh, 
this is the part of my podcast where I always tell them before they come on, I say, hey, sometimes I'm awkward and I don't know what to say. So I'll just go, you want to play me a song? <laughs> I don't know how to, I'm not good at singing. <laughs> it happens at least once and then they'll look at me like, yeah, that was that awkward moment where you have to play a song. I got you. And I'm like, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to sing. That's on me. <laughs> That's on me. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> No, this has been great. I've been having a good time. Um, <laughs> what is something that you've taken away from interviewing these artists? You know, what's something kind of that you feel like you've taken away that you've learned something about them? Like, what's one of those things you've, like, I don't know the best, I'm trying to think of the best way to word it, but my, yeah. my wine's almost empty and that's almost two glasses worth. So. Oh my um, I mean, I guess it's different with each guest, and I, I probably learned something different from each one. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't interviewed in a while with all this. Right, right, with all this going on. Do you think they get something, do you think they take away something after talking with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it damn well better. <laughs> we have a great time. God. No, it, no, I mean, I hope they feel like, I hope they leave feeling like energized and inspired mm-hmm. and like that their art is appreciated and that right. like, what they're doing like is being well received. Right. Like, we want to amplify that. Like we want to help them be discovered because we're passionate about what they're doing. Right. And I think that's kind of, and that's one thing I, I've enjoyed um, too, is that is listening and finding out that there's <clears throat> that, you know, is, that you are given a platform for artists that aren't either being played on the radio or not being played enough to where people know who they are, but they have just as much talent as those that everybody knows that are selling out places. It's been cool because our niche is kind of like, I'm going to call them like a C or D level artist. It's mm-hmm. not your Luke Bryan. It's not your right. B level. It's like that C D level who might be having a little radio play. They're coming up. But, I mean, we had Matt Stell on this year, and he had his first number one Boom. on radio. So it was cool because, like, we interviewed him first, and then all of a sudden he has a number one, and everyone else is interviewing him. Isn't that awesome? And I'm like, okay, that's cool. We haven't talked to him before that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh, no big deal. <clears throat> Just <laughs> at the same time, you're like, allow me to. So if you, if you like his number one single, may I uh, remind he's you, he's on, ep- <laughs> he's on episode blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Number one, go back and listen to the podcast. Yep, find out. It's like, if you like that, you'll definitely like this. Check back the back catalog. We also grab like songwriters. So, like, we had Ray Fulcher on, he wrote a lot of Luke Combs number ones. Yeah. So, it's cool to get his perspective on the writing process. And he also has his own artist career and he's so talented. That's cool. and that's true. And that's one thing I've noticed too is that, um, so on my other podcast, um, I've watched two movies and it's not by like I didn't have it in my brain hey I'm going to watch this documentary and then I'm followed up I'm going to watch this other movie so I had talked about two weeks ago I don't remember I can't keep them track um, I think two weeks ago I watched I, I had watched the Bluebird Cafe documentary called Bluebird okay I haven't watched that yet oh it's really good um, okay. they actually screened it at the Nashville Film Festival last year and but I was volunteering working at it. And so I didn't actually get to watch it, <laughs> which the, the uh, blessing and the curse of volunteering at a festival is that you 
got to you got to think about when you're signing up. But for me, it was just availability. You kind of miss out on some things. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I had a limited availability from when I could actually go and volunteer. It's what happens when you have a job and kids and you just have to kind of work it in when you can. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed that. And it really kind of delves into um, the songwriters and about how they, how they evolved to where that's kind of one of their things is that they have one whole night. It's just all the songwriters. Mm-hmm. And it was very well done and very well shot. And I just thought that that was awesome. Um, then the second movie I watched is one that I guarantee not many people if any have ever watched or heard of called wild rose. It's on Hulu. Okay. It's on Hulu. It's um, about the Scottish uh, singer. It's not a biography. It's fictionalized. It's a narrative film. It's not a documentary. It's not based on anybody. It's just a movie. I mean, it's just a regular movie. But this, uh, say, early 20s uh, girl named Rosalind gets out of jail. I forgot what the reason was, but it was something fairly, I think, petty. And then her mom's been taking care of her daughter, but she loves country music so much. She's has this dream of coming to Nashville all the way from, I don't think it's Glasgow, but coming from Scotland to be a country music music artist and so she plays at this club she sings at this club that's like basically scotland's grand old opry it's like okay yeah Yeah, it's like a grand old opry in scotland and like they have it in the backdrop and everything and so they had these different country artists even though they're all scottish um playing you know playing and singing country music um and then she finally catches a break you know and um but it's about I mean, she's not like the best protagonist. <laughs> she's a very, very, very flawed protagonist. Let's put okay. it that way. She may, she, there are times that make, she makes it hard for you to want to root for her. Um, okay. So she eventually makes it to Nashville, but not to stay, but like for a couple day trip, more or less. Um, and so she takes a tour of the Ryman, um, sings, you know, basically she sneaks onto the stage some guy comes up and starts playing, um, I think, either the fiddle or the guitar. I can't remember which. And while she's singing. So, you know, there's like a little movie moment there. And then, um, you know, her dream has pretty much come true within that moment, you know. And she, but it shows her going around the bars on Broadway, you know, watching live music. And uh, one of the people that was singing at, at uh, one of the bars was uh, Casey Musgraves. So... <laughs> It was like this movie's like from 2017. Okay. So it's before Casey was, you know, as big as she is now. She was still popular then, but not anywhere like she is now. So, but I don't think she was like, it wasn't like, and now Casey Musgraves. No, it's just one of those, like, it's in the credits. In you know, bar singer Casey Musgraves. Like, oh, yeah, you know, that person. <laughs> so it's, it's a very, um, it's a good movie. Um, it's, cute i mean it's a very much an independent film it's i mean it's an independent film it's enjoyable i enjoyed it um but it uh but i was like oh I, here i am thinking like half if not three quarters of mo- this movie is going to take place in nashville and i'll recognize a bunch of now it's like five scenes <laughs> like that eh, that's fine too yeah 
it's like it's an independent film they probably didn't have the budget so <laughs> to shoot too much which i completely understand so but it's uh but it was good though um i'd recommend there you go something that somebody's been recommended to you i'll go watch it there there's the thing that someone's recommended to you there we go i got yeah, it you got your answer now you can now sleep night you can now sleep sleep at night <laughs> oh goodness well jenna thank you so much um for joining yeah. us tonight yeah thanks for having this me is, this has been fun um go ahead and uh tell people again your um info on your podcast where they can find you how they can follow all the fun stuff on the socials the and the what all the things all the things this is a lot no it's inside the noise with the z um we have a website inside the noise.com on instagram at inside the noise Facebook, Inside the Noise, Spotify, Apple. You can find us everywhere on the podcasting. Highly recommend if you like cowboy and country music. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, yeah, basically anything Texas music, go for it. And in Texas, um, we've interviewed PBR Cowboys, like the guys at Bull Ride. Oh, yeah. Well, again, Jenna, thank you so much. I really appreciate appreciate this. I've had a, I've had a fun time and uh, talking about music. Talking about everything else, Texas. Texas. Oh, good times. <laughs> um, okay, one last time, one more time. Podcast where they can find it. Inside the noise, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. And where can everyone find you? Me? Um, I'm currently at home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm at work. Um, <laughs> well, me personally, uh, let's see. This one is just a. Uh, the time to wind down podcast that can be found 95 to 98% of places you can find a podcast. Really? I only, cause it's my secondary podcast. I've only got a Facebook fan page, which Perfect. is fine. Or what's not even a fan page. It's a group. It's Perfect. a Facebook group. Just use that. And then, um, Instagram is just my regular personal one because I didn't feel like setting one up for this one. <laughs> um, cause, cause honestly between this one and the other one, it's already hard enough to keep track. So I'm like, yeah, the hell with it this yeah. one's mine so uh at halls of justice um play on words and also the name of our house at least that's what we call it <laughs> um and then um i guess about it and then facebook you know find there and then uh movie podcast parental advisory movie podcast um it's literally everywhere uh facebook fan page and facebook group um we're trying to plan on doing a a uh, watch party we had we're still in, trying to narrow down movies Ooh, okay um netflix netflix watch party and then um instagram uh parental advisory movie podcast and then um it's got a twitter but i can never remember it and really the only thing that goes on twitter is just the link to the yeah. newest episode um that's really about it um i don't really keep track of that one too much um yeah that's about it and then uh yeah i guess that's about it so thanks and i hope everybody had a good time taking time to wind down we will talk to you next week awesome thank you wash your head wash your head Wash your hands, hands, hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your 
your hands, hands, hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.